Welcome back to the narrow pod between pages where we read Pat Crossfisher's The Narrow Road Between Desires um, and then we talk about it. And this is page 54. Uh, here we go. With his own desire before this place, it used to be so easy. Want and have, seek and take, run and chase, thirst and slake. Now everything was so complicated. So much of what he longed for, he could not pursue. And every day he felt more turned from his own true... Bast? Costal's head was cocked to the side. Are you okay? Awkward as a fawn, he reached out to put a hand on Bast's knee, patting it awkwardly, trying to comfort him. No, Bast couldn't kill this boy. That would be too hard a thing. Even so, Bast knew how fast a town could turn. He'd seen it. One day everything was kisses and cake, but let one little secret slip, and suddenly the only choice was fire and iron, or flee and leave it all behind. But here and now, he did not want to leave. What's more, his secrets were all tangled in his master's lies, so much he feared that one loose thread might cause the whole thing to unravel. You said Grammarly was making something be? Costrel prompted gently. Bast made an inarticulate gesture. He didn't have to feign a struggle. He'd promised honesty. He'd said two, and that's the end of the page. I'm Amrita. I'm John. I'm Patrick. What do we think? We yeah. More rhyming. It's fun. More rhyming. There's been a lot of Want rhyming. Want and have, see and take, pages. run and chase, thirst and slake. Yes. I really like the way you read that. It just you had a nice meter going. Mm. I thought I did something funny when um, I put emphasis on there was a sentence Bast couldn't kill this boy, uh, and I put emphasis on this boy, and that's just you know. That's um, a really. That's actually a good point. No, that's some that's other boy. Really, sure. That's really a good point. Like that's that's very uh, apropos because yeah, uh, he was he's he's been talking in previous pages about like how he does have affection for him even though it's it's foolish to because uh, as we said, you know the mortals uh, have such a short lifespan. It's like like really caring about this you know fruit fly that is buzzing <laughs> around in your kitchen. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. It is strange for a, um, one of the fae to have affection for a mortal. Yeah, but that's really, that's his reason for not being able to kill him is he likes him too much. <laughs> yeah, and also, and also, like, it's too complicated. Like, he can't just, he can't cleanly kill him either. Right, right, because, because there were questions and, and it would, yeah. Yeah, because it would make things too complicated for himself and for Quoth. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, the, and and there's a lot of this in in the the sequence that we're reading right now, where we get this look into sort of the the morality and the ethics that the Fae have. And it's, it's all, it's all totally based on, you know, like, this is, well, this is what I, I want. And so that's what I'm going to do. Unless it conflicts with something else that I want more. And so, okay, I guess I won't kill the boy. <laughs> yeah, the, the mental gymnastics that Bast is going through here, it's, a real, it's really fun to read. 
Yeah. This actually reminds me of something that I said on a previous uh, episode that like, and it, it sort of confirms to me more, like, I think the concept of kindness is just completely alien to the Fae. Like, considering someone else's good as as higher than your own, that's just not, that's not a thing for the Fae. Yeah, and this is reminding me also, um, we were discussing when, uh, when there was a the whole thing about getting a gift and that being too much obligation and he um, has a rule that he never accepts gift, we... Um, we thought it might be because it, uh, you know, the more pure the intention of the giver, the worse it is somehow for him. Um, if it was something, a prized possession that they gave as a gift, it would be worse and so on. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And so maybe it's just because it's sort of antithetical to the nature of the Fae to give a gift, to do something for someone else without seeking personal benefit. Um, that it causes this problem. Hmm. Yeah, and That's and, interesting. and maybe not even. Well, sure, maybe you don't do it without seeking your own benefit in the midst of it. But also, it makes it it um it creates complicated obligations. Maybe that's why he would have preferred a bribe to to a gift because that's uh, the obligation is very clear generally with a bribe it's you know you're doing it because you want something you're still being self-centered right yes i think it's also like he understands what that is because that is natural to the fate to bribe maybe it's not Mm -hmm. natural to to gift without obligation have you sorry go ahead (laughs) Uh, he seems like he's spiraling a little bit at the beginning of the page here, and then Kostrel, you know, reaches out and is like genuinely concerned for Bast because uh, he doesn't know that Bast is thinking about murdering him, <laughs> <laughs> and that that seems to be what finally tips the scales in his favor for not murder. <laughs> so yeah, so, you it's know, very cute. It's, it's very cute the way Kostrel is trying to. Are you okay? But I do want to point yeah. out there's a Swifty there, and it's. There's, so it, the sentence is awkward as a fawn. He reached out to put a hand on Bast's knee, patting it awkwardly. Yeah. And while reading that, I was just like, "Why? Why? Why is that?" Yeah, awkward? that is that is weird. And it's the same. It's the same thing as you pointed out the other day as well. It was it was two instances of the same adverb. In, oh yeah, that was way in, back uh, in successive sentences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was that is, close to the beginning. This is all Nick's poison, as we pointed out on that page as well. Thank you, Nick. Yeah, yeah. thanks, Nick. I never used to notice these things. Amrita, what was the other thing that you were about to ask uh, here a moment ago before Pat said you, you started to ask, have we been talking about... Yes, I want to know if you've been talking about, like, in the background this whole time, uh, there's still the thing going on that Reich has given this gift and Bast is somehow bound by Reich. And this is all mm-hmm. happening... Uh- in no, we haven't been talking about that. There hasn't been anything really on the page about that, although that is kind of maybe maybe that's why Bast is a little more thinking about murder. Maybe, mm. but like I think that the the obligations and and things that are set up here between Bast and Costrel are their own thing. Like maybe he's 
perhaps he's a little bit more off balance than he otherwise would be because of the thing with Reich. And, and so he's not being as cautious as he otherwise would be, but that doesn't really make sense to me either because like, if anything for, for me, my intuition would be that like when you have this other thing going on, that's already dangerous, that would make you more cautious. I, I don't know. But I think that the the way that he's talking about the obligation that he has with Costrel is because of what he's already committed to with Costrel uh, vis-a-vis the whole uh, discourse about the Fae. And so I don't know if there's any actual link to the, to the situation with Reich there. Yeah. I was just wondering, I mean, what does it do to you if you're bound to someone, but they're not actually in front of you? I mean, we don't have to answer that. It's just a thought that popped yeah. into my head. Okay. Good. A, a good idea to keep on the, the back burner as, as context for sure. We'll burn you listeners on the back on another <laughs> narrow page. How Yikes. sickster. Page. <laughs> 